eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So... Uh, they made Herbert look pretty bad. And coming into this game, as you've wrote in your wonderful notes, the <laughs> Chargers had mildly above average efficiency coming into this week, but they had their three the third, worst. Third worst. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the their script third worst performance of the week Jeez. against Seattle's defense? Their, so their third, their third worst performance of, of the season against Seattle's defense. And honestly, like, I don't know how you're measuring that, but uh, you know uh, they EPA. padded their stats. They are oh, by EPA, okay. Well, they padded their EPA anyway, uh, especially towards the end of the game. And um, there's a lot to unpack, but I think for me the major major story is what Seattle did up front. Yeah, yeah, and um, so it's good that they held. Like they another week actually two weeks in a row now of not just playing good defense but dominating the opposing passing game, and you know you you want to put it in perspective. Well, they're injured at receiver. Herbert himself is injured. Yeah, fair. Um, but if you're going to play someone like that, then dominate them, and they did. It's not like they had a slightly good game. They had a great game, right? Um, so and and Herbert did outside of what's not related to his injury. He did miss some opportunities. Um, but again, if, if the, the difference between not missing those opportunities and missing them makes you go from having a pretty good game to a great game, then that kind of still proves the point that they played really well. Um, yeah. Well, what, what they did up front, Maddie, do you, do you want to talk about that? The fronts, the techniques? Sure. As I, as I pull up the image, but what was big was, uh, and you described this really well, actually, and I was uh, in a way which was much more succinct than what I was had planned. But rather than being like a three-three-five, which they call Penny, Clint Hurt revealed it. Nice question, Mike Dugar. Uh, 
they call 335 penny where it's three interior defensive line two outside linebackers on the edge one inside linebacker so that's your three and three being jordan brooks and then your nickel kobe bryant and your uh, strong safety ryan neal and your two outside corners and your deep safety and quantity digs rather than that they actually did a true three three five and how is it true well it it meant that they had literally three interior d-line types then they had like irvin as an edge setting outside linebacker they had cody barton off the ball and then they had jordan brooks off the ball so they still kind of ran bare front looks out of this so if we get get this up um and 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 they used basically their nickel kobe bryant as the second edge yeah now against what the charges present that wasn't so much of an issue so as you can see here this is them they were playing uh basically to to accommodate it uh bryant would play down to a slot because he's the nickel he'd go to the passing strength they'd often play cover four to that side um to accommodate it rather than play like a bear look they had the front slid slightly so they still had a three technique away from brian but then rather than a head up nose they played this nose in the shade which is fine because he's he'd already looked to knock back the center went to the backside a gap and then to enable brian to cover down they had the the weak defensive lineman in like a four eye technique mirror stepping in in the kind of like the b gap and that meant Brooks and Barton could really fit downhill, and it meant that the D line up front were playing pretty aggressive, and it kind of, it just worked, and it, it was well suited for what the Chargers were doing. But uh, yeah, what it, were your um, impressions? Well, so I mean, pretty much the same impressions. It it ensures that you can play. So the, the front is even though it's not, you've got a you've got a nose and a shade. Uh, the nose is a one technique, not a zero technique. Big Al Woods over the center there. It, it uses the same thing of bare or tight or any odd space front in that you've got both the B gaps covered. There are no B gap bubbles. So that, that makes it really a lot easier on the linebackers to defend the run, um, especially when you're out gaps. So they only have to worry about action to the perimeter, um, stuff like that. Uh, makes it a lot easier. Um, but so to me, what, what I gathered of what they were really going for here was they wanted to play nickel but they wanted Cody Barton on the field for specific coverage purposes. And if you want to play nickel and have Cody two, two off ball inside linebackers on the field, their stock way of doing that was playing their four, two, five or two, four, five front personnel. But then that gets you back to square one of having run defense issues. So what they did was really, they, they maintained the kind of this, the, they've been able to maintain uh, the same, advantages and benefits of playing bear more or less by playing this front um and they can get cody out there so they can stay solid for the run and then they can play the personnel package that they want to play so they can play the specific coverages that they want to play and we'll get into what those coverages are and they're just making it fit all together so it smooths out the problems of their of their even space front and nickel and it also allows them to be able to play the, the coverages they want to play basically so so they're 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 finding the midpoint between personnel 
and organizing themselves and, and front and everything to just to get it all worked together. It's it's just gives them more flexibility because they still ran their two four five this game, but it was in more pure passing downs. Um, like if you look at this picture, you still have a problem. If your four man rush, three of them are still three hundred pounders. That means the only guy that's giving you any real speed is Bruce Irvin on the other side, or replace him with. Daryl Taylor or Nuosu or Maffei, right? It's the same thing. You only have one of those guys. So you're, you're still presenting the same problem as you would in the 3-3-5 Penny stuff or the 5-1-5 look, right? And Penny, um, pass rush-wise. but at, It's slightly alleviated in, in the angles being a bit friendlier, yeah. uh, having a one-tech to the to the the four-eye type. But yeah, the, yeah. the body types are still... You need Michael Bennett. You need Michael Bennett because he could defend where Shelby's defending and give you legit edge rush. Um, and you'd for have a fifth a round pick. For a fifth, oh my gosh, Matthew. Yes. Um, so as you take well, a glug of uh, yeah. hopefully coffee. Um, Not coffee. I have to get up in about 12 hours. So. <laughs> wow. Wow. There you go. Um, so yeah, it basically gives hours. you an... <laughs> 10 and a half hours actually. There you go. It basically gives you an extra adjuster because rather than it looking like uh, a 5-1 or a 5-3, and so you only have so many coverage options off the ball, this is kind of halfway between being a 5-2 and like a... a, a like Well, like a 3-4, right? Like a, you, mm-hmm. you have two off-ball guys and the nickel... And you can have the strong safety involved if you want him as well. And so if you go to like this uh, kind of look where they actually had Kobe Bryant playing down as the edge, mm-hmm. but then suddenly Diggs is able to get involved and you have these linebackers as well. So it's, the, it's giving you an extra guy. The, the, the most succinct way to put it is just imagine base 3-4 personnel and then you replaced one of the outside linebackers with Kobe Bryant. Yeah. And, and then slide there, the front to accommodate him. Now there were also some examples where they were in this personnel, but then they would kick the the end to the nickel side to a five tech. So it was Quentin yes. Jefferson. That so was quite early. So I, I that wondered, was super early on. I wondered if that was. Um, I need to go back and look at that. I don't know if that was like getting comfortable with it, or I don't know. But so like that kind of presents the same issues as when they're in their two, four, five, even space where they can't defend the run. But if you simply replace one of the two fifty guys with a two ninety guy in Quentin Jefferson, you're a lot better suited to defend the run now. Um, so I think I think this package gives them the versatility to kick to a five when you want to, and still play the four eye when you want to. Yeah. Um, and, and it was so funny seeing Brian blitz off the edge like here. Um, yeah like in like a Sam and Will style double edge pressure blitz, but <laughs> it's a nickel yeah. doing it and it literally looks like a pure bare front. But uh yeah. And you have to send the nickel every so often. So you do keep to keep it honest, yeah. Yeah. But your guy, uh our guy, Cody Barton, really impressive in coverage, especially to the week scene. Yeah, so and that meant more quarter, quarter half, meaning you're playing cover two to the weak side and quarters to the strong side so to the side that would there are more receivers you're playing quarters to the side you're playing less receivers you're playing to the side that has less or fewer receivers sorry you're playing cover two um whereas normally they flop that they play half quarter quarter but 
It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Knowing that um, the Chargers play so much two-by-two formation, so they'll put two receivers on one side and two on the other where the second one is a tight end. That's still the passing weakness, but the numbers are the same. And Gerald Everett is really fast up the seam. And so if you're going to play half quarter quarter, that means you're going to get essentially that weak seam on a one-on-one with the, with the safety. And there's a lot of space there and a really aggressive safety can nail down on that, but he's going to give a little bit more space because you still have the weak number one receiver to worry about. You know, you're playing two to one in your quarter technique. So Seattle didn't want to give Herbert that look because Herbert will throw benders over against almost any look. By bender, I mean a seam route that starts to bend a little bit more toward the open space against too high coverage in the middle. You know, like call it middle of the field open so that seam bends. So therefore, it's kind of like a post. Um, but they call those routes a bender. So they ran that route seven, eight times this game. And on five of them, Kobe, Kobe or Cody Barton was in coverage on it. So they're playing cover two like Maddie's showing there. And really, Cody Barton um, is playing a technique called the vertical hook. But really, for the purposes of this, if that number two receiver, which is the tight end, if he runs up the seam, Cody just has to go play, match him, carry him all the way up there. Um, And I posted a cut up on Twitter. I mean, five snaps step for step with him. Um, Gerald Everett, whoever it was. And he was only targeted once. And on the one time he was targeted... Herbert had to throw it where the only place it could go is a back shoulder throw and he forcing him to throw it right into the, the safety leverage and Ryan Neal. That was the one where Neal had that pass breakup mm-hmm. and it was like perfect coverage from both of them. But it's like Justin Herbert is literally one of the best in the league at it. The one time he does throw, it, it's a perfect ball. The only way that ball gets completed and Cody makes it as hard as possible to even get the throw off. So it's just like, that's that's something that very few linebackers in the league can do. Seattle happens to have two of them, but only one can play will at a time, right? So I think they they were they wanted Cody on the field. They wanted to play nickel, but they wanted to defend the run too. So that's why we saw Nick four, uh, that's why we saw this personnel package with two inside linebackers paired with nickel this game uh, for that very reason. So that was pretty cool. Uh, I mean, that's clearly Lombardi's like. Joe Lombardi, I think that's his name. One of the Lombardis. Um, that's the offensive coordinator for the Chargers. Yeah, is it Vince actually? Um this that that's his main, like, okay, that's how I get downfield is Herbert throwing seam routes. And we have to attack the inherent soft spots of the coverage. Seattle schematically didn't want to give it to him, but it only works if Cody Barton does his job. And I think he did it perfectly. I'm sure he probably got a lot of a lot of props in the film room after the game um, and when they reviewed the tape because it doesn't work if Cody doesn't do his job, but he did. Yeah, um, a great example of the the sort of different technique tweaks that they can do. And obviously when you've got an extra coverage player out there uh, who's off the ball, then you've got an extra tool to to tweak the techniques and, and, and better play routes. Yeah. And, and the problem is you can't play – 
quarter, quarter, half, and you can't play your regular personnel, your nickel personnel, your penny package personnel, because that means that weak defender, that weak interior defender is your, one of your outside linebackers. Mm-hmm. You don't want 250 running down the seam. So you, you can't play cover six the way you want to play it right here. Um, so you have to play it with two inside linebackers um, and it worked. So it was, it was, it was really cool to see them like recognize we need this skill set there, but how are we going to work this with our, how are we going to, how are we going to solve the conundrum of being the, the front and the personnel working together? And this is, this is their answer. So it's pretty cool. Um, I think the other big thing, this game was, maximizing their their four-man rush when they were in their true regular three three five nickel stuff um because like yeah you you play bear because or tight in this case bear because you want to plug the run right you want to be able to stay sound for the run and have numbers in the passing game so you clog up clog up the bubbles but then the problem is you don't have a good four-man rush because again three of them are 300 pounders the other guy's an outside linebacker and um the, the spacing isn't great for the other edge, who, again, is a 300-pounder because he's in the B-gap, right? So mm-hmm. you're trying to expand out to the C-gap. So how do you solve that problem? Well, you have to give the guy that is edge rushing, the the, the 250 guy that is rushing, as good of a chance as possible. So, And so you've got two main considerations. One, you want to make sure the coverage, the, the protection doesn't get slid to him. Um, or you want to force one-on-one. So you want to give him as, as clean of a one-on-one as possible. But then the other side of it is you want to keep the offense guessing um, which which backer could rush and which backer could drop. Um, before I get to that second point, though, about which backer's rushing and which backer's dropping, just purely for the guy that is rushing, whenever they did rush to that side, they would have the near three technique, the guy that's in the B-gap stunt the a gap so that that means that that guard has to kind of stay home for either to carry the stunt or to stay square for the looper rushing over the top of him that means that the the edge rusher that is rushing gets a clean one-on-one the whole way through so they made sure that whatever side is rushing we're, we're running that same stunt where the three technique rushes the a gap and the nose gap flips over um so that was uh, a clear oh, thing oh hey you know, another example was the three tech kind of picking the tackle for then the edge rusher to loop into the A gap. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I saw, I mean, I know Nuosu leads the NFL in, in pressures right now, but I think he yeah. had 11 in this game. Absurd. 11? He, he had a very quiet 11, but that's because he had so many of those almost sacks, but he was still affecting the play though. Like, positively right. for the defense so he was everywhere left side rest, right side inside moves power moves outside moves i mean the dude was alive and taylor had a good game too it was another good game for taylor um but, but the, it was uh, interesting he sort of down the stretch he he didn't get much play like i want like even in the clear pass situations I, I wonder if he's hurt or you know managing something well, didn't he actually get dinged up in the middle of the game? Ah. I think he did. That would explain it. So you had your Nwosu moment. I had my Phil Haynes moment. <sighs> yeah, except um, it was with Taylor, but that's fine. Yeah. Oh. You said anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. 
Okay. Well, let's you turn back to the other, my other point though, about the four man rush. So the other way of keeping, getting as much out of a four man rush and odd spacing is by playing with who can rush and who can drop. So mm-hmm. by toying with that expectation, because then that means the, the offensive line, the quarterback, they have to go, okay, it could be either one of these guys. So at least you have the element of surprise to your advantage if you're the defense. Um, so what? So when you're, if you're a nickel, and you're playing, say, let's let's assume the three three five stuff. So you've got, you know, two edge rushers, you know, two two hundred fifty pound outside linebackers, right, and the three interior guys. If the the defense, the offensive line, the quarterback is like, all right, which one of these guys is rushing? I'm gonna first identify. Okay, where's the nickel? And okay, I f- say the nickel's to my left, and I'm Justin Herbert. I'm going to then assume that the linebacker to that side is rushing. Because right. if you if you drop him, you're going, okay, the only way this can work, assuming the two high shell presentation holds and assuming a four-man rush, right? If they drop him, that would then mean that Jordan Brooks pushes to the weak curl or quarter flat. Chenna Nwosu is now the middle hook defender and Kobe Bryant stays. Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense for that coverage. So therefore, I know Nwosu's rushing and Daryl Taylor is dropping. So that's mm-hmm. how that's how you know from there you know where to slide the protection or at least the offensive line, the left tackle or right tackle knows who to key and who not to key, right? Yes. So the way you play with that um that assumption is one, yes, you you give them the look that they think every so often, right? In fact, most of the time you could you could argue. But then if to play with that assumption, you then okay. If I do drop Nuosu so that they can't just make the assumption of knowing who's rushing and who isn't, you mm. have to then switch the coverage up. So they, they would indeed drop him, but they would kind of drop him into that bonus hook and then spin the safety down and then play cover three. So it's not such an easy, so that it's an easy drop, but then you're playing a coverage that fits it, um, that, that accommodates that drop for the outside linebacker because you don't want to put the outside linebacker in too tough a situation, right? No. But then it keeps it keeps the um, it's to the benefit of whoever does end up rushing that fourth rusher. So all that to say, it's just Clint Hurts got these bag of tricks. He's like, yeah, the spacing isn't great, but I'm going to make it so that over the course of a game, I'm giving them as much of a chance as possible through you know what I'm scheming with the stunts and what I'm scheming with who's rushing and who's dropping so that they at least have the element of surprise to their advantage. Yeah. So it was really cool stuff. 